Every now and then we come across a story in the Torah that simply cannot be explained only according to the Pashup Shot or the straight read. And that is because the story itself will just scream Darshani, Darshan me, as Rashi puts it, daring you to investigate and interrogate the story for its deeper meaning. Because, again, the simple explanation just won't suffice. And that is certainly the case for the story in Parshas Vayishlach, which features Yaakov Avinu wrestling an angel. And for stories like that, you can't only understand it with a Pashup shot, but you have to venture into another dimension of not only Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod. So please, join me as we enter a paradise of Parsha and imagination in an area which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to this week's edition of Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where we will be revisiting a question that we raised earlier this week and addressed with one shot, and that is the question of why it was that the angel in the story of the wrestling match, why did the angel, or the Ish, specifically target the area of Yaakov's body that he targeted? The Chumash tells us that he struck Yaakov in the Kaf Hayerech, or the socket of his hip, and injured the area which we know today as the Gidhanasha, commonly translated as the sciatic nerve. And the question, once again, is why the angel targeted this part of Yaakov's body? Why did he aim at this area? And we will use the model of Pardes, Peshat, Ramaz, Rosh, and Sod, as we always do, to address this question and to find, once again, what has to be the deeper meaning of the story. But just to keep it simple as we will try to, when we give Pashup shot, we will return to a Rishon who is known for Pashup shot, and that is the Bechor Shor. The Bechor Shor suggests very simply that the angel targeted Yaakov's Gid Hanasha so that he would fall over. The Gid Hanasha is located in the lower part of the body. Indeed, an attack to someone's lower body would do that. It would be able to help someone um, fall over. And in a fight, that would make sense. So the angel who is attacking Yaakov, for whatever reason he's attacking him, but targeting this area of Yaakov's body would make sense in a fight to knock over your opponent. Parenthetically, we'll just point out, while we're talking about push-up shot of the story, the Ibn Ezra points out that the altercation between Yaakov and the angel was indeed a physical one, and that the angel was present in some form of body. And this would seem to run contrary to the Rambam, who, in Mora Nebuchim, understands the entire incident as a vision. And we know maybe that the Ramban vehemently disagrees with the Rambam on this issue, an issue that maybe we'll speak about more later this week. But the point is that there was, however you want to look at it, there was some physical fight that took place which would explain Yaakov's real-life injury. Anyway, as we move over to Remez, the Balaturim suggests a couple of reasons why the angel struck Yaakov's Gidhanasha, the second of which the Balaturim suggests Kedarko by way of Remez. And he explains that the phrase Bekaf Yerecho, in the socket of his hip, is equal in numerical value to the words Lefaslo Mikahuna, to disqualify him from priesthood. Indeed, with the firstborn rites, which Yaakov had won from Esav, Yaakov was then entitled to priesthood, to the kahuna. And if the angel 
had caused Yaakov to become lame by injuring his lower body that way. So that would have physically disqualified him from the priesthood. And indeed, this scuffle with the angel was all about Yaakov's chosenness over Esav. And in fact, according to Chazal, Yaakov, at the end of this fight, demands that the angel concede the blessings that Yaakov had won earlier. And if the angel was attacking Yaakov on the basis of this disagreement, this feud, Indeed, it would make sense that the angel's goal would be to disqualify Yaakov to the rights which he had previously won. Moving over to Drash, I'll mention a few different explanations. And interestingly, the Balturim's first suggestion, which he made, is uncharacteristically not suggested by way of Remez, but seemingly by way of Drash. And this is the suggestion that we mentioned earlier this week. That is that the Baal explains that the angel struck Yaakov in the lower body to determine if Yaakov was an angel or not. As an angel has no joints in his leg, an angel stands up straight, and for some reason, the angel was not sure, in fact, if Yaakov was human or an angel. And therefore, the angel, at this particular moment, was reaching for Yaakov's lower body, and particularly the Gidhanosha, to see if he was an angel. Now, how we can understand that, what exactly the angel wasn't um, sure about, so for that you have to return to Musr Minutes, which um, was um, uploaded earlier this week, to understand the deeper meaning of this drusha. Alternatively, however, the Bracious Rabbah in Ayin Zion Gimel 77.3 explains that the angel's attack on the thigh of Yaakov actually represents an attack on all of Yaakov's future offspring, all of the Bnei Israel. And indeed, one's offspring is often referred to in scripture as being Yotzeh right, emerging from one's thigh. And the, so the thigh often is a reference to one's offspring. And the angel was therefore not just attacking Yaakov, but the sorrow shall Esav, the guardian angel of Esav, was attacking our offspring. And in a similar vein, uh, the Medrash Lekach Tov in Lamed Bey's Chavav 32:26, he identifies the Kafiarach as a reference to Yaakov's Mila, the location of one's circumcision, the area of reproduction which represents our offspring. And this explains um, the Lekach Tov is why future enemies would try to decree bans against the Bris Mila. So, namely, we have the Greeks and the Romans, and uh, thinking a little bit about Inyana de Yoma, as we're about to celebrate Hanukkah, so we have the reference to the bris mila. And in fact, when Chumash talks about um, someone putting their hand, under the thigh, that's usually a reference to the bris mila. Now, related to that, we move over to Sod. And when we get over to Sod, we make one more reference to that Gid Hanosha. Because as evidenced plainly in the narrative, the wrestling bout between Yaakov and the Sar Shalesav is the historical origin for the prohibition against consuming Gid Hanosha. And in this vein, the Zohar in Vayishlach, in Kuf, um, Kuf Ayin Amud so 170b, the Zohar reveals that every one of the 365 Averos of the Torah actually corresponds to one of the 365 days of the solar calendar year. And he explains that the Isser of eating Gid Hanosha corresponds to the day of Tishabav. 
And apparently, this prohibition of Gid Nasha represents the battle of Gullus, which we mourn every Tisha B'Av. In the same light, the Sefer HaChinuch in Mitzvah number 3 explains that the entire prohibition of consuming Gid Nasha is supposed to be a reminder of our ongoing battle with Esav and how, at the end of it, eventually, Hashem will deliver us from our Gullus and He's going to, to remove our enemies from power the constant battle with Esav, whether it's a battle against our offspring, it's a battle against um, against our rights to being Hashem's Bechor, and the kahuna that comes with it, our status as B'ni Bechor Yisrael and an Or Bagoyim. So with that in mind, we understand a little bit how this battle with the angel, once again, is not simply about Yaakov falling over, and maybe again, according to the Pasha Peshat, that's the case. But of course, by, 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 by perforce, we have to suggest that this battle means so much more. It's about the, the spiritual battle against Esav, and the spiritual battle not just against Yaakov's personal kahuna, but against the, the, the status of, his, of all of his children. And in fact, at the end of it, we are reminded, just like the Tisha B'Av will one day reverse itself into a time of celebration, a time of being delivered from that Gullus to Geula, so, so too um, we find that, that that is a remez and perhaps is the sod of the story of Yaakov's battle with the angel, which indeed represents the fact that although Esav and the Sarosh Esav has hit us at this particular point right now, but eventually we will... We'll, we'll be victorious and triumphant in that fight when we do experience the Gula B'mheira B'yameinah.